0: This episode of The Front Lounge with Congos is brought to you by Bar Chef Handcrafted Cocktails, which is a brand new book that's available now, written by our good friend Christian Rolloch. Head to Amazon, search Bar Chef Handcrafted Cocktails, and check out this amazing book. It's over 100 recipes of uh, drinks from every genre and uh, liquor base that you could imagine, and it really are some of the best drinks we've ever had in our lives, prepared by him, and now you can learn to make them yourself. Uh, it's available now. Go check it out.
1: Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Front Lounge with Kongos, where us four brothers, part of the band Kongos, sit around and talk about nonsense. We've got our first, and by first, I mean second repeat guest, Christian Rollick. Um, he's back and he's got a new book out. It's called Bar Chef. So we're here to talk about alcohol, I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome, Christian. It's good to have you. Thank you for back. having us, guys. Or yeah. Me. So um, this is pretty exciting. How this book has been in the making for what three years or something? You said, or
3: longer than that. Longer I, I would like to. I mean, like technically speaking, when I really went for it, yes, three years. But like I've been like dibbling stories and writing it down and then putting it away and uh writing recipes and then putting it away and then mm. for a longer time like accumulating the yeah the just accumulating it, yeah. and also like when you uh r- write recipes for yourself it's a lot different than you write a recipe for somebody yeah. who doesn't know anything about cocktails
2: yeah you can have, I'm sure you have a really Good shorthand, so that yeah, you, exactly. you can write like three <laughs> yeah. letters on a page, and yeah, you, and it, it uh, fans yeah. out into this complicated
0: drink. So that's what that's what doctors do when they're writing prescriptions; like they understand it, right? And then, then somewhere in the mix, you end up with a deadly cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this
1: is bar chef is such a perfect title because just looking at the recipes, it's not it's not a cocktail mixing book. It's a you're like making these things. Yeah, when you make you s- make tonic syrup, you don't use ton- like you've got a reference no. page to yeah. make your own tonic syrup.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like uh, it's creative with alcohol kind of book, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's so cool. I feel like there's such a um, a want for this stuff now. You know, yeah. you see it pop up on Instagram or Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. These videos of people doing stuff from scratch, or mm-hmm. you know, how to how to make something unique and special from scratch and to have a guide where you know you've already done a lot of the hard work of figuring out what works and what doesn't and uh, so that people can go off and experiment with these things
3: it's it was a lot of figuring out a lot <laughs> of figuring out okay. you can tell i
0: mean not just the recipe aspect but every drink in here has got kind of the history of that drink, to, yes. or or, yes. or your personal history yeah. with it, a story or the inspiration behind it. It's a real book, which is you know I funny. Know, right? We were <laughs> we just had this <laughs> we had this pizza party, but I you know we've we've basically just hung out with you, and then you show up yeah. with this absolutely amazing book, and as a surprise, you gave us yeah. all a gift, and it was. It's really great when you yeah, have yeah. friends doing really cool shit. So <laughs> right back at you guys. Come on. <laughs> um,
4: I have well, a question. Let's just give, let's give a quick recap because we probably have a lot of podcast fans that haven't heard the original or the right. first podcast. You so should th- you should
2: go back and listen, but we can do yeah. a, a summary. Maybe just a
4: quick yeah. just give us a quick summary of like who you are and what you do right now.
3: So uh, right now I'm the head barman for the Luke group and uh, we have three restaurants, Luke uh, on Melrose and Las Genaga in Los Angeles or West Hollywood technically speaking. AOC is on Third and Robertson. It's a small, uh, small plates kind of restaurant uh, with a full bar, of course. And then we have Tavern on the west side, which is in Brentwood. But you have some big
2: news, right? That you, rec- you guys, recently took um, on the Hollywood Bowl stuff.
3: Uh, yes, <laughs> we did that too.
2: Is that not meant to be?
3: Uh, no, no, no. Like uh, it's actually the third year right now uh, that we're in, or almost. I think the fourth year now. Like. Um, it's kind of like a big deal yeah but uh, i feel
2: like we didn't we didn't talk about no, that
3: last time no but uh the really the big news is we're working on a on a hotel oh, yeah yeah like i didn't have enough to do so <laughs> 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 or, or my, the owners of the restaurant didn't have enough to do so they're like yeah the hotel is downtown um three bars Jeez, one yeah. big restaurant one like loungy kind of bar and one like small um
1: so is the Luke group itself going to run the hotel or...
3: Uh, we are just... I uh, do food and beverage. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no big <laughs> deal. And so um, you're yeah.
4: creating the menus for uh, all of these places yeah. and the Hollywood Bowl. Now you're creating the drink menu for that? Yes.
3: Like uh, there, the cocktails are not... Because um, it's all, only wine and beer at the Hollywood Bowl. So it's not... You know, you don't have the variety that you can offer at a, a restaurant and it's it's only in the bars... It's not actually served on, like, a beer stand or so because um, uh, a cocktail takes a little bit of time. And when so- you've seen the beer stands at your concerts, you know, like, yeah. people stand in line and they're like, can yeah, I get yeah. my beer? Ready? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, we don't serve the cocktails over there. Uh, that's something I am working on, but it's, um Yeah.
2: I just want to pay my fourteen dollars for a Bud Light and go. <laughs> so are you work? Oh,
1: so by that do you mean you're working on like some and, uh, sort of sangria that you can make in a large quantity? That they yeah, get- like a margarita
3: mix okay, uh, cool, yeah. with uh, like a soju uh, mm. kind of tequila flavored soju kind of thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, look, Hollywood Bowl from that side of things is really cool. Right. Yeah. But when we played it. When we headlined it. Yeah. Opening up for Kings of Leon. that every, bands complain about Hollywood Ball. Oh really? Yeah, just like it's because, such an amazing
3: venue to yeah, to no, like it, see things.
0: I think as a fan or going I've been I've seen a I saw a jazz festival there. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's epic venue and then also all the the food and everything it's good. Right? It's all good like as opposed to most venues. Right. But then as a band, you're just looking out at the sea of people like yeah. eating Delicate finger foods that, and that—it doesn't feel very like exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock yeah. Rock it's a loud
3: show. It's very, yeah. very
1: quiet because of the neighbors who complain about the volume. Yeah. People so
3: drinking wines, their right, yeah, wine and yeah, like eating fancy food. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. So it's nice like a, a perfect venue. Let's go seek for liquor.
2: We just have to eat out. You'd have to play a different kind of set now. I think in retrospect, some you know, because you, if you go out there and try and bash it out, yeah, it just it's very hard to make that work. But sitting on stage and looking up that
3: mountain, you know, I still, actually went it's to see a, epic. some uh, DJs play over there, oh, yeah. and like uh, people did stand up and dance, like Avicii, like uh, yeah, There's... yeah.
2: Maybe they have different rules for the EDM because <laughs> they can hit. Well, also, that with that kind of music, you can. Is, this is a bit boring and technical yeah. with a dB limit which is the limit on the sound that you mm-hmm. the, the volume that you can use dB is kind of complicated because you can hit a peak level or you can hit a, an average level and then EDM music can hit a much higher average level because of the way they limit it whereas it's harder to get that level with live instruments Right. so even though it's technically not hitting any louder mm. it is perceived louder mm boring sorry <laughs> <laughs> i can get even more boring than that
1: i've been looking at all sorts of metering techniques right, <laughs> right. well let's uh
3: let's, let's move in long the long audience yeah. This early in the podcast. yeah but uh that's what i do i write recipes for uh for the Luke group mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, yeah. and uh we did cover your history in the last one but but yes. you, uh, you grew up in netherlands yes yeah, grew up in yeah. the netherlands um I worked in nightclubs there, but nothing like bartending or anything. Um, and then I came to the United States in '97. I started working at Le Deux Café on uh, Hollywood and Las Palmas. Mm. And after that, I worked at some bars and clubs, and I ended up at Luke twelve years ago now. <laughs> and, and that was like a a very fine dining, um, farm to table very special place that i've you know uh just started to grow and
4: yes yeah. and the she- the chefs there are they james beard
3: yes yeah, Su- Su- suzanne Gowan won the james beard award for outstanding chef in the united states and mm-hmm. carolyn stein won uh best restaurateur um for having uh, overseeing or creating the luke aoc tavern Larder Baking Company, Hollywood Bowl, like all that stuff. Like, that's all. And uh, Suzanne
0: and Caroline wrote the forewords to this book of yours. And I've started reading the book. uh, And I I like one of the lines, I forget whether it was Suzanne or Caroline said that usually when a barman would come to them and Mm -hmm. say, it's time to do a tasting. it's like homework for them. Yeah. You know, like you think, oh, cool, we get to try drinks. But yeah, if you're yeah. running restaurants yeah, for your yeah. whole life, you're like, okay, another drink. Yeah. I've got a taste. But they said that they always would like secretly look forward yeah, to yeah, when yeah. Christian would come in and say, we're going to try a new yeah. thing I'm thinking for Saturday's menu. Right, right, right. What's
1: the drunkest you've got your, the people working there just from a tasting? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do they spit it out? Of they?
3: <laughs> so ideally, technically speaking, like people, yeah, spit it out. But like, it doesn't work quite as well with uh, alcohol or like hard liquor as yeah. it does with wine. Because technically speaking, when you have it in your mouth, yeah, like you, you absorb some. Yes, um, and if you taste twelve cocktails in a row. <laughs> yeah you you need you to order miss- some pizza <laughs> like, you know. do they always uh, really like the twelfth one? Like, one? It just man. gets better, right <laughs> you know like in the beginning we we really did those tastings like nowadays, like they know what I am doing, and um it's they're pretty mellow about it, yeah. uh as long as like I keep them informed to what I'm doing behind the because you know it's it's their restaurants in the end, uh and they do want to know. Did you ever have in the early days drinks rejected?
0: I mean, like flat out rejected, where they're like, "No, start from scratch." Or is it just more constructive criticism? No, like, critici-
3: like uh- once I started doing bar programs and, and I really thought out uh, the cocktails, it wasn't like that anymore. Like in the beginning, when I started, I was like, "Oh, I have a really cool idea. If I throw this together and that together, and da da da, da and then I have a cocktail." And then I went to Suzanne or so, and it's like, "What do you think?" And she's like, "Why?" Well, you know, like she <laughs> <laughs> would always say, like. If I would make a salad, I would add whatever <laughs> yeah. to it. You would explain it in food terms, you know, like and like, uh, and that really helped actually because like uh, the the recipes are very food driven. Uh, they're definitely not on the sweet side, right? Uh, and that's very important in a restaurant setting because in the end, you want people to eat. Yeah, um, and if you make sweet drinks, it really doesn't make you want to eat. Um, uh, that's that much. a good point. Yeah, I
1: never thought of that. Yeah. Um, that GNT, I had the your Christian's GNT at the AOC. Yes. That's the best gin, gin and tonic I've ever
3: had. Thank you, so dude. It's, Thank you. And
1: then now looking at it, I see why. Because
3: <laughs> it looks nice, you've right? Fucking been, it
1: takes you 400 years to make it. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, it's
2: hard to, probably hard to describe on a podcast, you know, just what the book is looks like but maybe one of you guys has got one in front of you or if you want to pick yeah. a, like a favorite recipe just give a rundown of how it's laid out because it's well, why don't we
0: talk about the one danny's talking about i'm gonna i'll put it up here Some page christian's gnt which is a uh, compound gin with grapefruit lemongrass and tonic so first the of all grass. what is yeah. what is compound
3: gin so <coughs> okay you
1: gotta go see he's got a reference <laughs> you i like the fact that you can you can go actually make the gin the way you make it yes. as well if you want to. That's cool. So he's got like a different page to go make gin.
0: Yeah, this is a top to bottom recipe book. As in yeah. everything that's mentioned is then you know sub referenced in, in the recipe to right. make that element. It's of really it.
3: like a cookbook uh, laid out like a cookbook. So it's very easy to use. Like most, I don't know if you guys read cock. I, I read cocktail books for fun, <laughs> 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 and it's like literally recipe, 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 and then that's it. And it doesn't right. say like how you're supposed to shake it or make it, or it just says this is these are the ingredients and this is the recipe. And the one cookbook I've much. really
1: read is the Tartine bread baking book. Yeah. Was that like, oh yeah? A yeah influence
3: yeah. on it? No, no, no. Like uh, the guys from San Francisco. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That one was a it's similar. Yeah, it's like all the pictures yeah. Well, like are it, good it, it is
3: very much laid out like a cookbook. So uh, I, I really liked uh, Suzanne Gawin's, uh Sunday Supper Cookbook. Okay. Um, obviously like, cause you know, like I work there, uh, and I originally, like when I wanted to write a cocktail book, I wanted to do it seasonally just like her Sunday supper cause that's what I do. The majority of the cocktails are seasonal. Um, but then you have, so, so you have spring, summer, uh, fall and winter and summer, fall and winter are all really interesting fruits and vegetables. all really cool. And then spring has a bunch of green stuff. And it's all really cool, but you know, very mm. limited into like, yeah. you know, you make green drinks for spring. Um, <laughs> you know, you just don't want to do like ten different green drinks. I feel so. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I switched the, the layout to uh, vodka, gin, rum, tequila, whiskey, and brandy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I mean, I'm I like looking.
0: Like, this is the type of stuff I've already learned two things about. <laughs> I love <it> about <laughs> gin. We were starting to read this book. One, I didn't know gin is. It's a kind of a shortening of Jennifer, yes, which is yeah. the Dutch word for juniper. Ding, ding. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I had no idea about that. And yeah. in that section about gin, yeah. you talk about gin is basically your favorite drink or your, it's but, like your, yeah,
3: like, uh, it's, it's very close to me because I grew up with it. Um, <laughs> wait. mother's milk, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um uh, if I'd be sitting with you guys, I would be drinking probably tequila or whiskey, but like in general. Uh, Geneva is what what I grew up with uh, and it's a uh, uh, distilled malted wine, basically. Um, yeah, but uh, the, well, but to get back to the G&T. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, like, yeah, I, that yeah the, I, the, well, the, so, sorry, the
3: second yes, thing okay, okay, that okay, leads yeah, back yeah, yeah.
0: into this g is I asked you what a compound gin is. I didn't have to ask you because it's all in here yeah. and you explain <laughs> what a compound gin is, which I'll read so. from the book here, infusing alcohol with spices rather than distilling it with spices is called compound gin. Yeah. Like
3: right. a compound gin is just a your bathtub gin kind of thing, right uh, you throw all, all your stuff in the liquor and you let it sit and then you strain it and uh, you have okay something that tastes like gin and basically, back in the day they used to call it or like the bathtub gin because um, they made a spirit that wasn't very palatable, and so they added all these flavors to it to make it taste good, and the main flavor that they used was juniper, right, and it's just like yeah. the gin thing, um yeah.
2: So when we went to that distillery, and uh, they were making um, everything started as it was a, just a corn um, yeah. dist- distill distilling, and so they would make whiskey, gin, vodka, but basically with all the same base spirit, corn, right? Yeah. Um. So so the different so you're saying regular gin is actually distilled with the spices?
3: Yeah. Like so they use it in the second distillation. Um. So you can make it with grain uh and then uh you add all the the flavor the flavoring aspects like uh, juniper or licorice or like whatever you want to flavor your uh your gin with mm-hmm. you add it in the second distillation and then it comes out clear mm. okay. um so that's
1: that's I, something i've read a little bit about which is distillation obviously things boil at different temperatures yeah. so the basic principle of distillation is that you're evaporating Exactly. alcohol at exactly at a different rate right it's like
3: say like you take a beer mm-hmm. and you throw it in a pan and you light the fire on the first thing that evaporates is Ethanol, the alcohol right yeah.
1: yeah so is it like uh by changing the shape of the the pot if you're just doing a pot a pot still right you could or lengthen the, yes. the pipe or yes. you can if you lengthen the pipe you're going to get more alcohol right all more different more, tricks. Right, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, we know th- uh, the friends of ours in South Africa, they made wine. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> <laughs> they, made, um, they made wine, and they made really good wine. Uh-huh. They, you know, they got together, and they stamped all the grapes. It was like a fun project. And they had right. all the dregs left over, so yes. they wanted to make grappa. Yes. So one of the guys works in piping. Yes. And he built a massive pot still, like right. a huge one with a huge pipe. Right. And they distilled it, and they they wound up with something like a 190-proof (laughs) grappa. So, so it was literally like isopropyl alcohol came out of it. And they didn't realize what they had done, and they all did a shot of it. And they were all instantly drunk.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they they learned
1: that basically they were were boiling it to... um, at a slightly wrong temperature or right. like slightly wrong heat and too long of a pipe, and all, obviously there's it's a real art distillation. Of course. Yes,
3: you have like heads and tails that you would normally throw away because uh, mm-hmm. you actually can go blind from that. Uh, that's why it's <laughs> not like you know it's right, it's yeah. pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah so don't do it at home. Yeah, don't do it at home. Um, However, if you want to buy a still, you can just go online and like find one. They're still very
1: strict about those laws, right? I know yeah,
3: the, the, you can infuse your olive oil in the still. That's what it's Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so you can buy a pot still and you can make rose water at home. Exactly. Oh, it's like right. when
0: they used to sell herb grinders for oregano. Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, yeah or, or like uh, tobacco pipes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but this Christian's, the other cool thing is you have a gloss recommendation for each of these drinks, which I. I used to not care about that yeah. but then I think I get it now. Well, you so know, like, it's like it makes a huge difference the way it it hits yes. your mouth and everything, you know, it, it's it's a, as big a part of the recipe as
3: anything else. Yes, I know what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh for me um the idea originally was it's not about the glass because it's what's about in the glass it's all about the ingredients and stuff. Um however, when I Pres- present something to you like I, I want it to look pretty I want you to look at it like oh this looks that I can drink it but like I'm not super serious about it if like over here I u- use a, a burgundy uh, wine glass for my G&T but if you put in a Bordeaux wine glass, it's going to be just fine, you know. As like, long as it's a wine, you yeah. see, you, you are drawing lines, though. Ah.
0: <laughs> well, look, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's not as it's not that big. You're of, not being like super it's a hardcore about it, but. The thing is when uh, I've had one of these at Lou yeah. and it's totally different experience. And if you pick up a highball glass and have a G and T, there's nothing yes. wrong with that. It's yeah. different though. Yeah. When you have it, it in this, different. you Absolutely. drink it differently even yes. because of the way you're holding the gloss and everything. Yeah. It does
3: change things. It is fun. Um, but like the, the whole, for me that it's not about the glass. It's like, like people make cocktails to be so precious. Um, but cocktails are supposed to be fun to me. Like, you know, you're supposed to have fun with alcohol and, like, you know, like, what's the point of drinking alcohol if you're not going to have fun? Like, you know, like.
1: Uh. I think that's a pretty good point. Yeah, um, I, you
3: do.
0: I I went to a whiskey bar in New York called the Brandy Library. and <laughs> had no whiskey at it. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's one, you know, one of the best uh, whiskey uh, yeah. libraries and brandy libraries. Right. and. I still have fun drinking whiskey, but I can feel myself like inching towards where it's not funny more because now I take I'd make notes. Yeah. But mostly I make notes just because I wanna know, oh, I tried this and I right. didn't like it. Yeah. And then you so know what I, you do. I, yeah, like. I don't want to do it again. Like yeah. why spend another you know, buy yeah. another drink. But then you can picture yourself becoming one of the people at the bars, which I've seen these at the whiskey bars, where mm-hmm. they literally don't look like they're having fun tasting these whiskeys. It's just become this Yeah. Check, like checking things off their yeah, list. Yeah, I'm know. sure.
3: Like especially in a place like that. Like, yeah, people are like, "Oh, what are you surfing? Uh, why should I be drinking this? Why should I be paying for this?" Yeah. Like you know, like mm-hmm. it's they're taking it very seriously. Yeah, and, like it's just great, but um, right, it's it, just not my. There's style. a
1: there's got to be some balance because obviously if you want to produce something really good, you have to take it seriously. So whoever is yeah. distilling whiskey. Oh, they yeah. should be taking it seriously. By <laughs> the time you're uh, drinking it in a bar at three in the morning, <laughs> you should <be> having it. <laughs> do you have any recipes in there with Four
4: loco?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think they had that here. <laughs> what is that? Oh, they no, they did. They banned it though. They banned it in in Arizona. I think in
4: countrywide. Uh, was, Four, it was, it was, Four loco is like, is like a, is like a monster drink yeah. mixed with alcohol. Like people were getting incredibly sick and.
3: Right, it's like, like a rebel Bull with vodka idea. No, no. Yeah, I think well,
0: it's more like malt liquor. I mean, it's an uh, energy drink with malt liquor. So, uh, you, like picture, I think. Like I've never had like one. Beer. Like an old English 40 yeah. with monster energy drink yeah. or something like I that I just put
1: five-hour in my Mickey's in
3: now.
4: At least uh, in a few states, maybe in, uh, like state or countrywide in America because yeah. it was just so bad.
3: Yeah, no. I haven't played with it. <laughs> like there's a few things that I haven't. I believe there's a drink in uh, Chicago. Um, it's like a true Chicago liquor
0: oh I've heard of it
3: what is it yeah, called yeah it's, it's gross like it's like you do shots with it and like it's Did more Justin like a fun about this? it's more like a fun thing that you give to your friend like you will not be drinking yourself kind <laughs> of <thing. laughs> what, what is do you remember the name of it I the name of it like yeah Justin a, or,
0: uh, is it like uh,
1: straw rum it's, it's something, something like, like
0: that he, when we were in Chicago he was gonna try and get us to go to a bar and do one it's yeah it's like you're saying it's basically more of a it's like a dare, yeah. like,
1: or like
3: everybody's joke, like drink, oh, it tastes like, like vomit or so. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> There's
1: something called uh, it. Must sounds like stro rum. There's an Austrian yeah. rum called S T R O umlaut uh, O H rum. Yeah, and that that is a special breed of horrible alcohol. Yeah, yeah. There's
3: some uh, strange alcohols being made. Mm,
1: it feels yeah. like a, just a pure punishment. Yeah, and it is actually because the the Nick <laughs> We played this drinking game. We were at a German bar uh-huh. in. Uh, Shit, I can't remember Indianapolis or something yeah, like that. Milwaukee, I think. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, there was this this hammer game where you, they have a huge tree log, and everybody gets a hammer and a mm. nail. Oh yeah. And yeah. whoever nails the the nail into the tree log lost has to do the shot. So whoever does it in the fewest amounts of hits, you know, right. And. The funny thing is, the more the you lose once, and you do a shot of straw rum, and then you just keep losing
2: because yeah. it gets
1: increasingly hard to Yeah, pay of course, stay <laughs> <it's> focused. Self fulfilling. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <It's a> perfect <laughs> like drinking game. Any drinking game, you know. <laughs> yeah,
3: you get worse than like. It's hard go. to
2: catch up if you fall behind early. Right. Yeah. Right,
3: yeah. <laughs> um,
2: that yeah. straw rum. Uh, the, remember, there's a scene in Bus Call where we we took the guys to South Africa, uh-huh. the crew and everyone, and we yeah. and. None of us drank any. We wanted them to drink, you know, also the, the other drink, Cane and Cream Soda, which is, did we talk about Cane and Cream Soda? No. <laughs> so there's this drink in South Africa. It's just cane spirits. It's yeah. kind of like rum yeah. and cream soda. But the cream soda there, they color like with this electric green mm-hmm. coloring. So it looks like a, like a silly kid's alien drink or something, you know, right. or like dish soap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what the kids do there at festivals is they buy a two-liter bottle of Soda. Yeah, they drink like a cup. Yeah, and then they pour liquor, cane, in the, liquor. Into yes, it and they walk around with a straw. They so they they're having two liters worth of sugar, and this spirit yeah and like you have a sip of it it's kind of nice it's like a soda you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you get to the end of that I, I <laughs> cannot imagine the fucking hangover from that <laughs> uh, well
0: I, you, only you only see like 18 <laughs> and 19 well. year old kids drinking it when you can yeah. still recover from a hangover yeah. Yeah. in uh,
3: Spain they do it with a two liter bottle of, or like they have like a liter and a half I think oh, yeah. and you like uh, empty half out or you drink it or whatever and then you put cheap red wine in it yeah uh, and wine, then you, you drink took. it like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So I, came up, I yeah. came up... actually pretty good. I feel like I came up with one of the best it's drinking games. It's more sophisticated. Games. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like I invented a drinking game, and it's very elaborate, and it doesn't really work in most places, but...
3: That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. What, <laughs> I, when
1: Dylan or somebody, we got a slip and slide. Mm-hmm. So I, for some summer day, we got like a slip and slide.
2: One of the big inflatable ones. Yeah.
1: Uh, is, is that what they call them here? A slip and slide? It's with the thing where you run down and you—I'm you you not American. Oh, like. right. <laughs> is I'm are there, are there any on.
0: Americans? That like, Colton's not here right <laughs> yeah, now. We huge, what is it? Yeah, called It's a
1: huge two-lane
4: <laughs> slip and slide. Yeah, yeah, inflatable thing that you run and you slide. Yeah, down. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a baseball. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but like you know, like when you go to—I oh, like, know what you're saying uh, when yeah. you slide into third, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're saying
2: yeah. It's um, just naming other American stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
4: yeah, it
1: was a
2: two-lane thing.
1: You slide, Two people could go slide down this thing at once. Yeah. So the game is you fill up a little cup with cheap liquor because you're going to spill a lot of it. So we went yeah. to Costco and we got like whatever shit they sell, like the tequila, which is actually pretty good. And you slide down. You have to hold your cup while you slide down your lane. Yeah. And then you have to drink the other person's cup. So the incentive is to keep as much yes. alcohol in your cup as possible right. so that you make them. And I was I was destroying that game. I think I I'm r-
0: missing the point of drinking games because <laughs> I like to
1: drink all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, but the... No, see, no, the, no, the no, element of drinking games is that you're <laughs> trying to <laughs> lose <laughs> It's actually <laughs> the <laughs> sadistic. <laughs> the, the, the fun yeah. people get out of drinking games is yeah. punishing somebody else. That's actually... Right. Well, we, we also, there's...
0: It's probably not just a Plus South African dream, but is the one bounce where you play with a soccer ball and you kick it between a group standing in a circle, and the idea is the ball bounces once, you kick it once. If you use your head, you can, like aim it at somebody and try and get them out by getting them to miss or hitting their feet or whatever. Yeah. It's like all soccer-playing countries play this game. But we play it with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> and again, it's, it's a stupid idea because now you're not only drinking heavily, mm. but you're hitting your head yeah. on things and getting <laughs> yeah. like mild yeah, you're traumas Yeah. Your, your brain. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> you're killing your brain <laughs> twice, double whammy.
0: Uh, just to get back to the book uh, real quick, Sorry, yes. it's, it's broken down into five main liquor yeah. types. And another great thing that I noticed about it is you have recommendations on your kind of four or five within each category that you would stock your bar with. And plus instructions overall on how to stock your bar in general, which is great because, like Danny mentioned in the beginning, this is not just a, like, pick up this book and learn how to make a rum and coke or whatever. Like, you know, it's a real recipe book. So you are going to have to go out and kind of find some ingredients and make sure it's decently stocked your bar. Absolutely.
3: Well, you know… Like, uh, every chapter I recommend uh, the liquors. Like, um, but they're never liquors that are too hard to find. Right. You can basically go to your grocery store and find it. Um, and then um, you do need some spices and stuff um, yeah. for some of the, the recipes. But, you know, like, when I say, like, there's a recipe for, for example, sweet vermouth, like, I say, like, this is how I make sweet vermouth. If you don't feel up for it. Just buy Carpano Antica. It works just fine. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not like... Uh, Do yeah. you make a Campari type substitute? Yeah, Aperitivo.
1: Aperitivo. Okay, awesome. Because yeah, I like-, like Campari, but I think it's too sweet. I like- yeah, so
3: like you, like the cool thing about that recipe is that you can make it as sweet as you want to. Right. Or yeah. not as sweet or... yes. Yeah, so you know. one
1: of the things... Like, I like a, like a Negroni with no or little vermouth. Yes. But if I could even make the uh, the
3: the sweet vermouth everything and the right. gin like you can make that negroni the way you want it to be right yeah, yeah.
2: well i think it takes a certain kind of person to to really dive into a book like this you know um and it's similar with cooking I, mm. when, when before we got those spices and uh you know the mortar and pestle and everything and just buying a bag of spices and putting in your food was fine. It's, it felt satisfying enough. Right. But then once you go beyond that Next point step, and you buy right. the raw spices or you buy the whole um, cinnamon sticks you yeah. know, and you buy the cardamom and yeah. the cumin and the coriander and, and, and you grind it yourself and you balance it the way you want to balance it, it's very hard to go back. Like right. you know, if somebody buys me a curry powder. Yeah, not to say. It may be a great curry powder, but just like <laughs> it doesn't, you don't get the satisfaction. I, I also yes. feel
1: feel like there's a, it's a societal emphasis on things. People probably wonder like, why are you, why are you spending so much time in the doing kitchen. this kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. And my question is like, what the fuck are you doing? Because yeah. this is the most important thing <laughs> yeah, in life. Yeah, you put it in your body. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, it's this is, energy for nothing, your soul. Like, yeah. And there's also, what experience in life is better than like food, sex, music? What, yeah. else?
3: what are you? Oh, I, I love, love, love sitting on a kitchen table food on the table, yeah, yeah. and, like, somebody's cooking cocktails, wine, liquor, beer. Like, I love it. Like, yeah, yeah. And th- just, like, have a conversation and, like, you know, I th- like I feel, have feel right like now.
1: of all th- – I think there's a – I guess that there's evidence that people are into it because cooking shows on Netflix are the most popular thing. Well, they're
0: certainly into watching it, which yes. obviously then is going to have a filter-down effect right. of people getting more involved, they which They also is-
1: like seeing people cry with a knife in their hand <laughs> when it's a – you know – Competitions.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, that, as- right? that aspect yeah. of uh, American cooking shows is annoying, but there's definitely. I think whatever was the cause of it, there's a massive movement happening in America now back towards true food. good, yeah, Solid. food, yeah. good yeah. drinks, and it's you know it's nice to see because obviously in America you have access to all Everything. the best food, all the best drinks yes. possible. There's just been a general cultural uh, lack of appreciation for it that's
3: now coming back yeah and, like uh, you guys make bake your own bread no
1: yeah I I don't have my starter going but I now just like uh, leftover pizza dough I'll make I, that now
3: <laughs> I love it yeah. well, like, what's so interesting when I came to the United States 20 years ago I went to the grocery store to buy a loaf of bread mm-hmm. and oh, first yeah. of all you have like 30 different breads you can pick from and like they all look alike <laughs> so I didn't know what to pick so I just picked a, a loaf of bread and I, I took it home with, with some peanut butter or so. and I remember eating it and I was like why is this so sweet? You know? yeah. <laughs> like it's, I'm eating bread. And then I looked at the packets and there was sugar in the bread. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i I've never heard of that before. Like, you know?
1: that, yeah. uh, I was in Amsterdam uh, recently. Yeah. The bread was fucking amazing. The rye bread yeah. is different there too. Than, I had a rye sourdough that was yeah. just epic. It was yeah. really good.
4: Um, So the, I'm just looking through the book here. There's two yeah. drinks I want you to explain. One is... <laughs> supposedly yeah. you are the originator of the green goddess that's your signature drink yeah
3: what's tell us a story about that yeah. are you serious I've seen no, the, uh, so like okay. there, yeah <laughs> that's okay, a long okay. story <laughs> so there's a green goddess that's called it's a salad dressing from San Francisco um and that's what it's there's a whole reference to that but that comes in the end actually um I did an event for a catering uh we, we have a catering business and uh People come all the time and say, like, this is what I want to drink. This is the amount of guests we get. This is the time of the day. Can you come up with, I don't know, some cocktails and we can taste and then we pick one. I'm like, sure. So we did uh, some fashion event in Beverly Hills. And I come up with six cocktails. I taste the party planner. I taste their client and everybody's happy. And I'm like, all right, just pick one and I'll make it for you. And then, like, two weeks later, they call and it's like, hey, you know what? My boss is in town. Is there any way you can redo the tasting? I'm like, sure. You know, they're paying a lot of money and you do, you know, in the hospitality business. So like, sure. So I made it, everybody happy. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, can you just please pick one? Because we're like, you know, getting kind of close right now. (laughs) Two days before the event, still not picked anything. Can you do another tasting? The owner of the company is here. I'm like come on guys <laughs> now you're pushing it a little bit but anyhow you do it anyway so you go in make the cocktails everybody's happy I grab my shit and I, I'm about to leave and like they're like you know what it's during the day and like what we, we what we would really like is a green drink like a non-alcoholic green because you know it's during the day and there's a lot of celebrities <laughs> and not like a lemonade and not like a juice but just something fun can you do that?
2: <laughs> sure, I can do that. <laughs>
3: I'm like, this is a know.
2: Beverly Hills fashion event, yeah. Yes, so you don't exactly. get more high maintenance than that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what I got myself into. So I walk into the walk-in at Luke and imagine like about a 20 foot like narrow hallway with food on both sides, like all kinds of like produce, vegetables, fruit, meats, everything is in there. So I go there and I grab everything that's green. I grab mint, I grab basil, I grab cilantro, I grab the limes, I grab the cucumbers, I grab the kale. Like everything that's green I just, just grab. I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I've got to start playing around. And I came up with this drink, non-alcoholic drink, uh, with uh, green tea and cucumber, arugula, jalapeno. And I, I made like like five gallons of it or so. And like, and we had the, these big cambros. And I, I come, the next day I come to the event and I go to the manager for Luke, Luke Catering, which is Jessica Gone, that's um Suzanne's sister. And she's like, What do you call it? I'm like, I don't know, it's a green drink. Here you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? And within like literally like within the first hour or so, we were sold out of the drink. And like uh, she is the one actually who called it the green goddess. And Suzanne, when she started off uh making a name for herself into cooking uh like some uh magazine called her the green Goddess because her salads were so fresh and phenomenal that that was her nickname and uh-huh. like um uh, uh-huh. so her sister gave that cocktail the name green Goddess. Uh,
4: that's and good. then they they said you've not you do have an alcoholic version of
3: it yes so like uh then we uh reopened a o c with a full liquor license and they asked can you just put it on the on the list and it adds two ounces of vodka to it or so it's like well that doesn't quite You can't just add a non-flavored thing to something. Like, just uh, for the listener, like if you're talking about a cocktail, you're talking about four ounces of uh, liquid that you can play with. If two ounces of those are non-flavored, that's the issue. You know, (laughs) or it makes it more difficult. Like, so like if you have a non-alcoholic drink, you can't just divide it in two and expect it to taste the same. Like, so I had to do something with the vodka, and I I add a little absinthe to it. Coating of the glass to give it more body. That's that's what I was looking for. And then I uh, infused the vodka with the green tea, so I didn't have. I could just take the green tea out of the recipe. Uh, okay. And ah. yeah, um,
1: yeah I so never. I, I never thought of that. That you're making something a specific size, and you're trying to get a specific consistency. So you're right. having to attach the flavor of green tea to the
3: vodka rather yes. than just water. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. So when uh, you
4: say you infuse the vodka with the green tea, what
3: it's like um, take green tea, vodka, and let it sit for a while. Or like if you're in a rush, uh, you can warm up the uh, vodka a little bit. Don't want to warm it up too much because you have a, a fire in your house. Um, or you can put it in a blender and then you have to strain it through uh, like a coffee filter kind of idea. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, right. Yeah. There's mm. def- many different options of uh, going around. I've that. tried
1: the green goddess and it was excellent. And yeah, that, so the like,
3: green tea was the part that I didn't
1: take in that's what it right. makes it like and that's it, what makes it taste like oh I like i'm this is yeah, healthy well yeah. <laughs> <And laughs> it's
0: Wasser's got a bit
3: of that upper effect yeah with the caffeine in it right well you know like it's not that much caffeine <laughs> but like and and that cocktail like literally put me on the map for like everybody's like oh it's a green drink then la magazine picks it up as the best m- mock like you know they have like a best off kind of thing so you get a little like certificate at home, like best mockdown kind of thing. <laughs> but you know, like in the end, it like flatters your ego a little, a little bit. And then like everybody started picking it up. The LA Times picked it up, and uh, uh, Washington Post picked it up, and Bon Appetit magazine po- picked when it up. When was this? And, um, that's a good question. It's like five years ago or so. Okay, six yeah. years ago.
1: I swear, I've seen no. Uh, I've seen some. Some take on that, like yeah. on, on the, in another part of the world, somewhere yeah, like it really t- spread, took yeah, it off, yeah. and
3: like you know, like people get inspired, like, or maybe like people come up with the same idea at the same time, which is yeah. really interesting. But, Who's that?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, that is an interesting phenomenon. I know that there was like even it, it is a weird pho- phenomenon because it happens even at levels like physics, right? You know, Einstein and yeah. who was that French guy that they were working on a very similar. It's elements yeah. of relativity you, at the same time.
0: You never really think about. I mean, maybe you. I have before, but it t- it didn't ha- kind of hit me in the same way. Like a, if you came up with the Manhattan, right, or like the old fashioned, whoever that was, is probably some bar back in whatever. Totally. And it's like a hit song. It's like Riding Yesterday by the Beatles. You know, it, it has the same. I mean, you could get royalties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, right? <laughs> it's the, <laughs> but it's the same element that somehow it just captures.
3: Everybody Everything at the same time. Everyone is. Yeah.
0: everyone agrees, yes, this is good. Right. And it's that must be a kind of a, not a unicorn, but like in cool the, feeling, the yeah, to come up with something that other mm. uh, chefs, other barmen look at and go, wow, I wish I'd invented this simple thing. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily that it's complicated. It's just some weird
3: right. or special good combination, combination. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Glasgow it's Kiss.
3: Uh, ha, 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 <laughs> so the, the
4: second one was because yes. this, we will, we'll all like this one. It's called the Lebowski.
3: Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I went to the Lebowski house. Like, um, oh, the one? Uh, oh, that, yeah, the mansion? The, the, the big Lebowski. The, yeah. Oh, Jackie Treehorn's house. It's insane, dude. No, no. Wait, the Malibu house? Jackie no, 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 the no, no right here, like yeah. Uh, yeah, on the Hollywood Hills. Oh, okay, yeah. Hell, yeah. Like we had a party there, and this guy... Built a club under his house, and it's it's a good sized club. Like it's like a twenty foot bar as well. Like <laughs> like three wells in there. Like it's a club club. Jeez. Like And it's in the it's in the like a little road that winds up the mountain, and then mm. you're there. In this Is he on the en- list? <laughs> enormous house, right?
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
3: He actually uh, gave his house away, I think, to one of the Los Angeles museums. He doesn't own it anymore, uh, but he still lives there. The guy. see. Um, yeah, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, that's a good tax. Claim. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> so the Lebowski, like, obviously, it's like a play on a white Russian, because uh, you know uh, that's what he said. Me, mean, uh, it's not a
2: Stella Artois.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he calls him. He calls him Caucasians in the movie. Another Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah. Uh, so uh, vodka as well. And then a coffee liqueur, and uh normally you use like uh like a dairy like uh half and half or milk that the whole funny thing about that movie is that he doesn't take his white Russians very seriously if it's powdered milk, it's fine too kind of thing and like, <laughs> right. and if he like he does when he stirs it with his finger or like yeah. uh, like a dirty spoon that he found in the sink or so like <laughs> um, th- this is a little bit more uh fancy uh so I do make my own uh, coffee liqueur, and then in the whipped cream I put uh, ras el hanout, which is like a North African spice mix. But I feel it goes really well with uh, the coffee flavor in um, the White Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, gives it a whole new dimension to it.
1: Do you make the? Is that the whipped cream you made in the in the shaker?
3: Uh, or you can totally do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That that was very cool. When when I went to AOC, you you chilled a shaker. Yeah. Right, you keep it very cold, and the cream cold, or was that is that part no, of like,
3: it? No, like no, I, I just uh, take the the cream mm. and uh, and I shake it really hard, and it becomes whipped cream. Whipped cream, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah but, you, but you put a little spring in the
3: in the shaker, yes. right? Yeah, yeah like a, and it works like a, a a whisper.
1: Is
0: it true? I mean, is it, I don't know if anyone knows the answer to this question. Are there scenes in the Big Lebowski where he's not drinking? Is that a One of those things that everyone just assumes over here. (laughs) He's always (laughs) drinking. (laughs) He's always got a a White Russian.
1: Uh, I don't know how often. I mean, it's it's one of the. I don't know if it's all. I guess no. There's there's
0: scenes in cars, but yeah, yeah. Someone did a count of it at one point. So, I,
2: if if you're making a cocktail in Mm. your mind, is there are there is there a certain number of elements that you consider? You know, like for instance. In pizza, I, I think that the, there's a there's a thread of there being three main elements to any right. suit in life, you know. And like pizza, there's the dough, the sauce, and the cheese. Right. Know? It um, depends
3: on. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I I have a feeling that I understand your question yeah. <laughs> before you finished it. I didn't want me to cut you off. Um, so like, when, there's different kinds of cocktails. You have like the old-fashioned style what we were talking about earlier, which is. Just a spirit and a sweetener uh, and a bitter, mm-hmm. and then you have the Manhattan, which is kind of similar but like uh, less sweet, uh, and you use the vermouth. Um, and then you have the sour mix, basically. Mm-hmm. The, um, just, and a lot of the cocktails that I make are the balance between sweet and uh, sour. Um, but there is, for me, there is a limit to ingredients that are pre-prep. Mm. So like, uh, when I make a cocktail, I don't want to have like 10 ingredients cause it just takes too long to make. Yeah. Uh, so like I prep it in a way that I have, I don't know, three or four ingredients max, like four probably is, uh, or five. Uh, but like, I don't want to go over that. <laughs> like it depends, but like in general, like I try to, uh, so liquor, sour, sweet, that's ideal. And then right. you have like a fourth, uh, maybe like an egg white or. A beer or so,
2: some sort of like texture thing. Yeah, like yeah, uh,
3: yeah. but like ideally, like the mi- less the better.
2: Yeah. Well, I I mean, I, I'm not. I haven't thought about it enough to think about how I would apply it to to drinks. But for instance, uh, in music, you know, you could break it down to harmony, rhythm, and melody. You know, right. Like the three key factors. Right. And um, I think what
1: you're saying is that in order for a stool
2: or a chair or a table to stand up, you need three legs that's well yeah yeah but, and i 'm saying that even if there 's more elements mm-hmm. they might be sub sub elements of the three main pillars you yes. know what I mean um, and I, I just think it 's interesting to think about that because mo- most 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 arts or even science, sciences, especially sciences, yeah. you're you're trying to balance these three main forces, in right. the right proportion, and if you achieve that, then you get harmony. Like in music, if you get the balance right, right. You know, say between three notes, right, uh, you do um, a one, a three, and a five, you get a major chord. It's harmonious, right. um, and obviously there's there's a subjective element to to harmony, to an extent. Uh, some people you know how it makes you feel it is open to interpretation right. but in cocktails and in food and in every aspect of life mm-hmm. you're trying to balance these three yes factors right so i guess that's probably a good uh i mean you you could cut it up in different ways but the liquor sweet and sour you know is a yeah. good sort of starting
3: point so for me that the, the say like we talk about a sour in essence is always the same recipe It's uh, two ounces of liquor for me, one ounce of sour, and three-quarter ounce of sweetener. Now, the liquor you can divide up. So, you say, like, you have two ounces, you can divide it up in an ounce of one, an ounce of two. And the sour you can can play with. You can put lemon, you can put lime, you can put uh, citric acid, you can put whatever the hell you want to put in there. And then the sweetener, uh, you can divide that three-quarter ounce that you use. You can divide in different liqueurs, different syrups, different... Uh, but in the end, the, the accumulation of those syrups is going to be three quarter ounce mm. for me, and that works as a recipe. Huh. Oh.
2: Does That make sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it does. That, it's I like mean, a, it's like a, just like, like a, a reliable formula, yeah like uh, ratios. Yeah, yeah. I, well, there's also a thing where um, that I find um, when something is refreshing, mm-hmm. and you you want to describe it as refreshing, like your GNT, yeah, is I find that quite interesting because it's it's like a it's its own thing where it feels. Right you feel like, oh, this is refreshing. Right. <laughs> this, is, this feels very... Uh, it's a different vibration or something like that. Well, it like feels that. like, is there... What is the... We—we we,
0: Everyone knows the feeling of sour, but there is a feeling of coolness that I guess a
1: cucumber
0: does. Cucumber, yeah. Mint, yeah, like, like what, they all yeah, do that, yeah. yeah. what yeah. is it is the it menthol
1: type shit? Or? I don't know.
3: That's a good question.
1: There's certain things where menthol, I don't know how it works, obviously, but it's like when you taste it, it's like, it's like your tongue is more susceptible to the cold that's in the air right? and it gives you that sensation so there's a literal
3: you feel cooler yeah right yeah you put in menthol cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) I certainly feel Uh, cooler but only if I'm vaping (laughs) (laughs) Um there
0: was another drink I can't remember the name of it it's a you said it's one of your regulars favorites at Tavern with beets in it
3: yeah no no it's at at Luke yeah the Moscow Margarita or the Danielewski yeah, can uh, you
0: just describe that uh, briefly yeah. what that drink is? Because beets yeah. is definitely a weirder thing to put in.
3: Yeah, well, it's kind of off the beaten path. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you beat me too, that. Yeah. <laughs> just get, let's let's get to that. Let's get to the root of the question. Yeah. <laughs> I got the root. <laughs> beets. Are... <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I have a regular at Luke. His name is Mark Danielewski, and he's like one of the... Uh, Writers of our generation that, like, really stands heads and shoulders above everybody else, and which I never knew. I just knew him, you know. You're a writer. That's what you do uh, for a like living.
2: Author or screenwriter? No, or? author. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, he publishes novels. Um And I just knew him as Mark. And he sits at the bar and he writes and he eats steak freed and has a cocktail and he drinks wine. And you know, and we talk about the weather. We talk about politics. We talk about martial art. We talk about, but. You know, like, I don't... So, what did you write? So, uh, we didn't really talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, oh, how successful are you? Like, <laughs> and we didn't talk about these things. Like, and
2: you didn't have the LA conversation? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> we just talked about other things. And, like, um so one day, he turned 43, and like, he had a party. uh He wants to do a party at Luke, at the bar. And he wanted to have his friends have the same experience that he has when he sits at the bar. Um So, like, we have a little bar menu with cocktails and... He's like Christian. I'm gonna have ten friends come, and I want you to make a cocktail, and then we drink wine. I'm like sure. Uh, let me ask because uh, like we don't really rent out the bar. Like uh, I forgot to mention this. So sorry, <laughs> um, I have to ask my manager because like you know it's first come first serve, and, like, and like, you know I don't want to like disappoint other customers. And and he's like, why don't you ask uh, Suzanne or Matt? Matt's the GM. And uh, and see what they say. I'm like sure, and he. It turns out he was more famous than I knew that he was. <laughs> and they said yes, of course he can do that. <laughs> and like you know, like and we're talking about what he wanted, and then he's like, yeah, just make a tequila based cocktail. I'm like sure, and like then he leaves, and he's like, before he left, he's like, oh, I need to tell you one thing. One of my friends that is uh, coming is Jonathan Gold, and I'm like okay. He's like, you need to tell that to Suzanne or to Matt. I'm like, okay. And like, and I, so I, I didn't know who Jonathan Gold was. And um, this is <laughs> before I was really serious about cocktails. And uh, so I go to the back and uh, I tell uh, the GM Matt, Matt Duggan, and I say like, you know, like he has this party, and like he, he wanted me to make sure that you knew that Jonathan <laughs> Gold is coming. And I. And he's like, what, what? Jonathan Gold is here? I'm like, no, 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 he's not here. I'm like, who the hell is Jonathan Gold? (laughs) And Jonathan Gold, uh, the late Jonathan Gold, was like a published...
0: um, The LA Times food critic,
3: right? Yeah, like uh, he started off uh, for LA Weekly, but he's the only food critic that won the Pulitzer Prize, actually, for his writing, which Mm. is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then uh, later in life, he started writing for the LA Times and he passed away last year. And he did a lot for the LA food scene. Um, but then I knew who he was and I thought I had to come up with something yeah. that when it would go out, I wanted people to see like, oh, I want that cocktail too. Um, and since we don't work with fancy glasses and fancy eyes and stuff, I wanted, it had to be really with the ingredients that I was playing with. So I back, back to the walk-in <laughs> and look around and look around. I'm like... I wonder how beets would look, you know, like <laughs> that, like fluorescent feeling that you yeah. get. And it turns out beets can be too much really quick. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like So like it became less and less and less. And like, uh, and now, so what does beet go with? And like for the longest time, like I worked with all kinds of syrups. I worked with some orange liqueur and stuff. And it, like, it all just didn't work out. And uh, like a long time ago, I had this recipe of Rasul Hanut that I was working on. Um And I was like, what if I turned that Raza hanout into a syrup? What is that? What is? It? <laughs> Good question. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's spelled
1: R-A-S-E-L-H-A-N-O-U-T. It's, it's the African spice, right? Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, a
3: no- North North African spice condiment. And basically it's uh, uh called Head of the Market and everybody has their own recipe. And the idea of it was like back in the day when the spice traders would go to the market, whatever spice is... They would carry with them whatever would f- fall next to the bag because they would carry their bags with them it's wiped back up and they have a new mixture called Razo Hanut, uh, so uh, depending on like what somebody would sell, everybody has their own version of Raul yeah. Hanut, so mine is based on the spices that we have at Luke it's a bit
1: like masala in curry, which is just a same, mix right of yeah
3: yeah, the same so like every grandma has their, her own recipe, right, you yeah. know okay um yeah, but like cinnamon cloves, black pepper um cardamom like a ginger bunch of stuff um so i made a syrup out of it and it ended up going really well uh so, um, surprisingly well and so uh, he everyone liked the cocktail obviously. everybody liked the cocktail
0: uh but are you using so the beet i cuz i we've not tried this one uh, are the beets Using for mostly for the so, coloring, yeah, aspect, like or so, creating like, the taste of like that earthiness. It gets a slight,
3: beef? a slight taste of that uh earthiness to it, but like it can be overpowering, yeah, really quick. So, like, it's just a minimal uh, the color is maximal and the flavor is minimal, just to okay. say like that. Uh, but it's definitely an extra layer in the cocktail. It's there's no doubt there is right. bead in it um yeah and that went out and I went on the menu and people loved it And it's what did Jonathan it? Gold think did you get any comments from him no dude he, he's just <laughs> like, he <was> just like- <laughs> <laughs> there's two times like in my career that I like really looked forward to something <laughs> and then like to see a reaction of somebody because you really made it for them even though like I was very nonchalant oh I didn't make this for you I made it for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh And he just drank it because he was just there for the party. He wasn't, (laughs) you know, he he wasn't working. But, you know, like, this is the thing. Like, even though a guy like that is not working, he has eyes, he tastes, like, he sees what's up. Like, you know, like... can't switch that off. Yeah, (laughs) it's like when I go to a restaurant, I always look what they have. Like, even though I'm not working. Yeah, yeah. It's It's
2: like if we go see another band, I can't not, you know, use use my uh judgment yeah on, totally like how, how, good, though, would, how, how do they the play the drums is. yeah
0: well luke is on the jonathan gold's top 100 there's a list of yeah. the top 100 list uh restaurants according to jonathan gold and i think it would change every year yes. obviously based on yeah. new things or people dropping off but luke is on there a bunch 10. of like jit is on there the thai restaurant that we really like mm-hmm. and obviously you know he's got one of those names that if he says, I like this place, it changes that
3: restaurant for yes, them. Yes. But he I didn't does. realize
1: his impact in, until he died. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and no, no, every,
3: he, every I mean, chef they, ever was like... It's not just that, like, the, yeah. like for the like, uh food scene. The civic was, Center
0: downtown, they almost, it was like a state funeral almost, you know, like yeah, they shut down yeah. and get, like put lights up, they lit up the, uh, what City Hall gold mm. for him. Mm. It,
3: was, um, it was a big deal. Did he
4: ever like, do negative reviews or was he just, well, he just chose what in, he in wanted be- to review? In the
3: beginning, he was, uh, Like, very much so. Um, And he told uh, people what he thought. But also, like, I feel like later in life, uh, he realizes the impact that his uh, voice has. And, like, you know, like... um, Like Movie
2: Chef. Have you watched Chef?
3: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, you know, like, these are livelihoods of people, like, you're playing with, you know? like And, you know, these are all hardworking family people Mm -hmm. that lose their jobs because you didn't like the food yeah right like you know it's kind of like a, but like so he did really cool um like small restaurants like uh uh reviews like like little korean barbecue spots or like taco places or like yeah you know like stuff that off the beaten path were like really his specialty i I feel like like.
1: negative food reviews unless you're in some sort of Unless you're a renowned chef and you're entering you're kind of this competitive type personality, mm-hmm. it it is entirely unnecessary. Right. Because if a restaurant is shit, People it will it, it will f- fail or it'll be shit enough that it succeeds on a national scale. So, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, uh, it, that's good that he basically moved away from
3: Like I mean like I'm uh, he still gave his opinion and stuff that like, can like but like sometimes he wasn't as you know, everybody likes it. Like some a food critic comes in and it's like, oh, this is the best food ever or mm-hmm. best experience ever. And the truth is, it's is not always the case. Right. Um, but, you, you know, know
4: I, how I, many of these, there's a hundred recipe, over a hundred recipes. And yeah. how many of these do you serve at the restaurants?
3: Um. Or how many
4: I mean, on the menu? And you switch it out. You like to change yeah, it based on their,
3: well, like, their menu. And I, I could write another book right now with, on, <laughs> on the recipes. <laughs> um. So like they're, at a, at a given time, I have um, six to seven cocktails at the menu at Luke, uh, eight to nine at um, AOC, and then a little over ten, I think, at Tavern. But they're all different. Some of them are the same, but like very rarely, um, like the GNT I have everywhere uh, that we were talking about earlier. Um, so like, I don't know close to 30 or so mm. a little less than 30.
4: Um, and so, th- I mean, this is really a recipe book. It's really not a, yes. mic- a mixing book because in the back of the book you've got, after you do all the liquors, you've got all your recipes for bitters, vermouths, yeah. um, tinctures,
3: yes, all that stuff. Yeah. Wow.
4: What, how, explain how you make some of those things like bitters or tinctures or vermouths.
3: Well, like bitters came around like, um, um, that was actually really interesting. Um, There was a time that Angostura bitters is one of the bitters that you use in old-fashioned or Manhattan. Mm -hmm. They were out of stock. You couldn't get it anymore. And, like, um, so what do you put in your old-fashioned? You need to have some kind of bitters. So, uh, Brett Thomas Parson, like, he wrote a a book called Bitters. Uh, And there's, like, all these recipes about different kinds of bitters. Now, like, I just... For me, when I read a recipe book, I read this that that and the other and then i pick up certain things of different recipes and then i think how i would like it and then i just mix them all together and that's how um i first started playing with bitters and um but like for this re- for the recipes as well like i say like you know what if you don't want to make like a classic bitters you can use the angostura it's just fine like mm-hmm. it's not like a
0: I th- that You kind of touched on, I think, there are different kinds of people. We were talking about this with uh, Colton the other day where he said this funny thing where he says, like, some people follow all the rules. Yeah. And it's this funny statement that, you know, like, you either know yourself as someone, you know, like, it's not, like, obviously, there are rules for reasons in, in yeah. the world. Like, you know, don't run across highways. Good yeah. rule. but. I think the same thing when you said you look you read a book about bitters, yeah, there are some people like I've seen them where they take a recipe. And to make it verbatim. And they, like, verbatim, and they, like, even to the salt. Well, it said half a teaspoon of salt, and then they taste it, and it's like, this isn't salty enough, so just add more salt. Yeah. Like, they don't have that jump. It's crazy, right? That's one... You know, there's there's that side of it, and then there is the side that wants to, that I think too easily just thinks, I can do it myself, and doesn't realize that there are... Like, for instance, your book, I learned that with cooking, I feel a little more knowledgeable so i can look at a recipe book go okay that's a cool idea right. I, I know what the basis is and i'll go with that right. with the drinks now for me because it's something i've never really investigated yeah i don't feel like i'm ready yet to start like cheating and jumping around too right. much i'd like to actually delve into this and learn the basis for
3: things right. correctly i'm gonna make
1: that gimlet tonight i want them. you to try that it's, it's kind of old so it's not fresh but that's that black cumin have you ever had that
3: oh shit uh it's
1: a, It's called black seed. It's like a.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's oh, yeah. a
1: kind of cumin. Just a tiny bit. It's, it's, it tastes like a spice. Yeah. Kind of interesting though, huh? It Doesn't taste like cumin, like normal cumin.
3: No, it has like has a little thymey mm-hmm. flavor yeah. to it. I think yeah. we did. We we may Old have thyme. talked about this bitterness. last time, and you mentioned a yeah. place here in L.A. to go
0: get spices.
3: Yeah, uh, herbs of Mexico.
0: Herbs of Mexico. Uh, where is that at? East L.A. East L.A. Yeah, like Oil okay.
3: Heights or, <laughs> um, or further. It's a little further. It's off the sixty freeway.
0: Okay, all right. Well, um, yeah, I'll
3: look it up cause- But like, it's a really cool store. They have all kinds, and it's just not. It's not just for cocktails. It's for like they carry all kinds of herbs and spices and, um, interesting things and potions and uh, like <laughs> things that are like oh that's that, that's a spice like you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. I, I really like that store. All right, cool. Yeah. Um,
0: we'll have to, we're gonna
4: have to post some pictures of this because the pictures of the of the drinks and the pictures of all the spices, yeah, like the the setup or the prep of it, are
3: really. So the the, the, the it's shot like a, a cookbook as well. Like everything about it for me is it's like cooking with alcohol and so you've got
2: events you got events coming up yeah man signings and stuff are there any that you like open to the public that you want to yeah. plug or
3: so uh Saturday uh April 13th I do Christian's Bar at uh Tavern which is in Brentwood and uh, I work together with uh, El Silencio Mezcal and Self Array Rum uh two locally owned uh brands um And they come over to the restaurant and then we're going to be mixing with those uh, liquors and uh, I'm going to be signing books and that's a fun event. Um, We also have uh, Now Surfing L.A., which is like a bookstore uh, here in downtown L.A., uh, do a little Q&A with one of the editors from Time Out Magazine. Oh, cool. Is
0: that a a cook? Is this a chef's? Uh, bookstore, right? Yeah. I think yeah, I totally. remember reading I've never read yeah. about. I've
3: never been to, it but it's just books about yeah. cooking. Yes, and, and, and like all chefs come there and they talk about their books. And uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. And uh, I'll be making a punch, and you know, people can have a little little sip before they sit down. And yeah, <laughs> you've oh, an got.
4: Uh? We forgot to mention that last week's pizza party. Or two oh. weeks ago, however long it was, we had Christian made a punch. Yeah, and everyone was asking who made the punch. Who made the punch?
3: Mm. It was very that, good. that was gone pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was
4: gone in in minutes. Well,
0: I'm thinking that next time we do one, if we can convince you to make another one, we should put a couple of your books out there, and it should mm. be like official. Yeah. It should be official. Like they should yeah. know who whose punch. <laughs> they're I drinking. think
1: uh, uh,
4: start thinking because we're thinking maybe the next one will be. Um, Mexican food um, wow. oriented, but also put like us tacos. to work we
1: don't want to make you beat like you do this for a living so you're juicing at home and stuff like that so if you give us the the basics we can be your, your yeah, I'll <laughs> juice all it. the grapefruits. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know what you're getting yourself into but that sounds really good to me
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I just I got one of those big mechanical juicers yeah yeah, so,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fun
2: well we know you gotta be somewhere yes you know, so thank you again Christian for coming and this I mean, I didn't think you could talk about drinks, you know, so extensively and have it be so fun and entertaining. You also like good at telling stories. Like there's always a fucking story with every aspect of your which is, <laughs> Did which I is mention so it? <laughs> so cool. It makes it makes for a great podcast guest, you know. Thank you. And uh I, I should go have a drink now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <Right>? yeah. <laughs> If you're listening to this, go to Amazon. Eyes uh Amazon would be the best place for people
3: yes, to go look Amazon, for. Yes, Amazon super easy, Barnes and Noble, Target. Um, okay
2: yeah we'll post links as well um christian rollick thanks so much man thank you for having me guys and
0: as always if you want to help support this podcast head to patreon.com slash kongos and for two dollars a month you get the ad-free version of this we will see you guys next week